Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Scott Brewer. Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. We interview real gym owners. Maybe these guys are in the trenches. Maybe they're discovering more about their business and really just building their business knowledge as a whole. Today, we have Keppa from Honolulu, Hawaii. He is the owner of Elite Fitness Hawaii. Keppa, say hello to Gym Lord Nation and give us that 30-second elevator pitch about your business and where it is today. How's it going, guys? My name is Keppa. Uh, our business is, you know, we finally got into our first brick and mortar. Um, so we are slowly building up to the point we want. You know, we are at location number one. Um, I think within the next two, three, four years, our goal is to have another three locations kind of designated throughout the bigger cities in, in Honolulu and, and throughout. Um, so that's kind of where we're moving right now, hopefully. Oh, yeah, man. So before we dive in and get tactical and strategic and on the operation side, like, can you just run through the services that that you guys provide in the business model right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, so our main kind of focus is one-on-four semi-private group training. Um, we also offer some one-on-one personal training. We offer private partner personal training. Uh, and then we offer private small group personal training as well to kind of supplement our hours in between where we're a little slower. Gotcha. And you also have, you know, the nutritional side of the service. Exactly. So we have a lot of the nutrition, that accountability as well is a big part of our programs. Um, yeah. And so what's the impact there, right? When you can create um, not only like the fitness side and the physicality of fitness, but also the nutritional side and, and the accountability side, making your, your product, your service, you know, more well-rounded, what's the impact on the clientele, on the business? So for us, you know, when we, when we get clients who are coming and committing to any of our programs, you know, Number one, there's there's three things that we always tell them, you know, number one, can you, you know, exercise? Can you meet with us three times a week? If you can't, sorry, you know, if you can, great, you're a perfect fit for our program. Number two is the exercise, or excuse me, the nutrition. You know, if we give you a meal plan or if we give you some guidelines, are you willing to make some changes? You know, if you are perfect, you're a good fit for our program. If you're not, unfortunately, it's just not the right time. Right. And then the accountability aspect, you know, holding you accountable to what you're going to what you, you said you're going to do, right? You said you're going to do this, this, and that, you know, following the nutrition meeting with us three times a week, we're going to hold you accountable to what you see and do, right? Um, I always tell people, you know, we're here to carry you over the shoulder, but we're not going to drag you by the feet, right? That's not the kind of, if by that time, you know, if we're, if you need that much motivation guideline, you know, maybe this is not quite the right change for you. So I think we are, for people who have done, you know, the other programs where they've just done the nutrition, the accountability or the exercise, and they haven't done all three together, yeah. you know, and it helps build that, that more value around it because we're not just addressing, Hey, you're coming in for three times a week and then I don't care how you eat, you know? So we try to encompass everything and understand that it's not only the exercise, it's not only the nutrition, you know, it's, it's kind of a full, full spectrum of things that need to happen in order for you for our clients to be successful, number one. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I 1,000% I agree. And you guys pretty much take it to a whole nother level, like three times a week. And if you can't do yeah. this, yeah. we don't really see it as a good fit, you know? 
sometimes I have seen the structure where we just have different levels of price points, but for you guys, it's almost a no go at that point. Yeah. You know, I, I think we found that it's just, if your people aren't willing to commit to coming in, you know, that three times a week, eight times a month seeing us is really not going to do the biggest amount of change. You know what I mean? That, that gives you how many days that you're on your own, you know, where you, you have to kind of focus on doing it yourself. If you're coming in with us three times a week, you're meeting with us 12 times during the month. I mean, that keeps a lot of people accountable, you know, yeah. getting through the door is the hard part. So I tell people, once you get through that door, man, we got you, you know, just show up. You have to be here. Yeah. The programming, everything else is done for you. The hard part is getting through that door. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the thought process behind that? I mean, you just described it a little bit, but can you like elaborate on the impact of the business? Like, do you guys see more attrition because of that? Do you guys see more, you know, higher retention rates? The exact For sure. So, so that's the one thing that, because we're getting people who are committing to a minimum of 12 weeks, right? So when we offer our group training, we offer it in basically bunches of 12 weeks six months or an annual commitment that's the only three things we offer we don't offer anything less nothing more nothing month to month um obviously you know if you're committing to a year it comes out a little bit cheaper if you're starting with this to 12 weeks the, the price is a little bit higher um if you're coming to us you know and you're looking to lose 40 50 pounds realistically 12 weeks is not going to happen right so for those people you know we have a program where an annual commitment is something better for them right like i said we have people who are trying to make serious life changes. You know, a lot of people that are coming to us are, have tried things and they've not worked or, you know, they're completely new to this and they want a good base and foundation. Um, with that too, it's just, we get clients who are more committed and serious to what they do and say, Hey, okay? we don't have, you know, if you're committing to six months, you're in it to begin with, you know? Um, so there's a little bit more time for you to really like kind of wrap your head around everything and then also get that mental aspect, you know? Um, where you start getting in the vibe and that rhythm of being more accountable, you know, seeing those habits change where it's not like dreading being there every day. So it just depends. We have some clients who are totally fine starting with 12 weeks and some who need a little bit more commitment and, and help down the road. So a one-year program would be better for them. Can you take us through what the price structure would look like in yeah. those different offerings? So our prices run anywhere from, so if you're committing to basically, you know, a 12 week program, you're paying anywhere from basically a 189 a week. Uh, if you're committing to a annual program, you're paying somewhere around 125 a week. You know, typically how we bill is we take in the first month's payment and then everything else is recurs after that, whether it's bi-weekly, monthly, week to week, you know, we're flexible in that sense. Um, so, so hold on real quick. So before you go into the annual, um, basically 190 a week, a week for 12 weeks so you're yeah. pretty much at $60 per semi-private training a little about bit 66 money. yeah okay sweet I love those price points yeah nice all right and then take us through the annual so the annual breaks down to about 125 a month um, and that's the same thing but it's just someone who like I said you know if they're coming to, to us to lose 50 pounds I'm not going to say 12 weeks, you're going to be there, right? Realistically, it's not going to happen. So, you know, for that person, you know, understanding the time frame of which, you know, their, their goals is applicable and actually, you know, realistic, um, that would just fit them better. You know, it's not like we're, we're trying to sell you on a bigger package. It's we, 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 we recommend what we think would be best fit for you in the long haul, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And so, um, 
<clears throat> Where are they primarily opting in with you? Is it the annual or the 12 week? So we get, it really depends. So I think people who are really seriously committed will opt into the year automatically. Mm -hmm. People who kind of want to feel it out will do the 12 weeks, but then we'll end up committing to something else down the road. So they'll start at 12 weeks, but they'll transition there. You know, they're seeing results within that first 12 weeks. They're excited. They're happy. They're moving in the right direction. And they're like, hey, I want to do another three months or I want to convert to a year. And all we do is basically kind of help prorate that rate down. Okay. So they've paid for 12 weeks, then the remainder will, you know, bill out to what the annual cost would have been. So was that the uh, initial offering that 12 week or do you guys have like any pre-trial that you it, run? Nothing. It's just kind of that only option is, a, is that 12 week. I always tell people, you know, I'm, I don't run a, a week trial. You know, if you want to come in and try it for two, three sessions, be my guest. You're more than welcome to come in. Um, but we don't have a trial offer where we're like 21 days of this, this and that. It's just, yeah, I, we've done that before. It's just we get you get the quote unquote, I call them group honors, you know, who go, who want to go try a class for like two weeks and will have no intention of ever doing it again. And that only costs us, unfortunately, more money down the road that yep. doesn't turn into any return on investment, you know? Yeah, man. Look, the people that pay, pay attention, right? Yeah, exactly. The people that don't pay genuinely end up costing the business owner the most. A hundred percent. That's right? what I've learned. And that's why I'm, we are so stern on the price now like that. Yeah, that's solid. Okay, sweet, man. So how many members do you have right now? Um, We're probably close. So we have like our small private partner group. So I don't know if you want to count those as one or individuals, but if you counted every single person as an individual, maybe around 40 to 50 clients, I'd say if you counted them as groups, maybe a little, maybe between 20 to 30, a little over 30. Yeah. So the reason why you're saying that, and I want to bring this up for our listeners to kind of break it down is if you looked at, at it from like a low bearing offer perspective, mm -hmm. it sounds like that's what your small group is for to where there can yes. also be a reoccurring thing happening, mm -hmm. right? Where they're attending the small group, but for the primary offer where you guys, you know, want people to funnel into that 12 week program or that annual program, that's a different number. So both of them can be broken down as different revenue streams for yep. business because you guys are ultimately trying to make your clients more valuable to the business. Yes. By having them opt into these different services that you guys provide. Correct. Right. So, so we're stacking revenue streams. Now yes. take me through like, okay, so 40 to 50 members, right? What's the square footage? Dude, we are so small. It's crazy. We're at 1,015 square feet. 1,015? Yeah, you could just say 1,000 even, roughly. <laughs> and probably even less because we have an office and a bathroom, so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is probably why it's really important for you guys to have different revenue streams, yeah. whether that looks like nutrition, accountability, mm -hmm. online, even mm -hmm. like supplement sales, retail sales, yep. or, you know, and have also have like different fitness services rolling out that you can you know, cross sell your clients, mm -hmm. making them more high value because, you know, that number, the clientele number that you want to take them to, it's not like it can be a thousand in this case, right? Yeah. So, so take me through your client acquisition process then. What does that look like? So we acquire most of our clients through either word of mouth or Facebook paid ads. I mean, that's honestly the two things we do the most. I, okay. We, we post to our Facebook and our Instagram, but it's, I mean, we've gotten a couple clients from there, but it's not our main source of generating leads. 
Gotcha. And how are things going for you? Like what, what are you guys seeing right now impacting the business the most? Um, so definitely Facebook paid ads. I mean, I would do, I would take paid ads any day over anything. Um, it's just, we get way more quality leads. Um, you know, and we are getting our lead costs down to almost, so I think about eight, $10 a lead, you know, and for us, I mean, we're selling a product that is, you know, what we consider high ticket. Um, so if we can keep that low cost down and get a lead for 10 bucks, I mean, that's a massive generation in revenue. Um, so Facebook paid ads are the way to go for us. Um, and then it's even when people are opting in, I mean, it's a process to go through our application. It's almost three steps just to get into the door. You know, it's an online application. It's a phone call it's a consult, and then we'll let you in if you make it that far, you know, so we're really screening people mm-hmm. to make sure that we are bringing in people who are good for our fit and good for our business in the long haul, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. What's the, um, okay. So what's the quantified data of what you guys, if Facebook ads is the play, mm-hmm. right? What's the quantified data right now showing you guys? So, so how, how would I break this down? So I would say this. So for every roughly, if this makes sense, for every close to four to $500 we spend on ad revenue, we can generate probably two to three clients, right? Two to three clients. I mean, you think about it, one month of that client paying in 12 weeks covers all of our advertising and market costs for the month. Yeah, you yeah. Know? If you value them at about 200 bucks. Yeah, exactly, right? So does that is that where you're kind of, does that yeah, make so, sense? Well, so your tracking numbers are telling you that, you know, the return on your investment right now is about one and a half to one is what it so, sounds like to me. Yeah, so we're seeing most clients stay on our program for honestly about a year. I, uh, most of our clients will nine times out of 10 convert over to that year. I think we just built such a good community around it and a base okay. that it's like everybody else holds everybody else accountable. And by the time it comes to renewing or, or moving on, it's like, I don't even do anything. You know, it's kind of like they feel the need to keep going. Okay, so the sales process you would say is, you know, currently organic for you guys inside the community. To some degree, yes. Yeah. Whereas uh, like, if they're opting into the 12 week program, which is the number one thing you guys want to get them into. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there comes a point within that. It could be the very end of the 12 mm-hmm. weeks or at the four week mark or eight week mark or wherever you guys are, you know, communicating with them, yes. communicating with other people within the program yeah. or in yes. the community. And they're like, I'm just going to opt into the year because yeah. this is fucking dope. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's kind of the goal, you know, the 12 weeks is it's kind of to get the feet wet. It's a good way for them to like commit, but not be like overly committed to that six month of the year, you know, where they're like, I don't know if I want to do this, but once they get their feet wet and then, and they have a good experience, you know, like I said, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to convert over that way by that eight, uh, excuse me, second month. So I guess you could say weeks nine through 12, we definitely start having conversations, you know, checking in and see, Hey, how are everything going? You know, how are you feeling? Um, thought processes moving forward, you know, um, yeah. but it's more organic, you know, and I'm, I, and I'm not trying to sell people, you know, I'm like, you know, I'd love for you to stick around. I think there's more progress that you, you still yet have to make, you know, so it, it's not, we try not to sell, you know, we want to help. Our goal is number one is to help. And then the selling is just a part of it. Unfortunately, you know, we got to make money. Right? Yeah. So. yeah, of course we got, we got to make money. And, you know, as a gym owner, like at the end of the day, money is a tool. You know, we're, try, we're trying to build houses over here and impact more people's lives so we can get more heads in the door. I mean, for you, it's three to four locations is the vision, right? So it's like, 
hey, tools is going to be a money for us big time. Mm-hmm. So as, as you can continue, I mean, so what I heard you say was like 90% conversion on clients we have. Is the conversion the same on clients that aren't already signed up with you, but they're coming through your door? Um, so a lot of people who come through our door are looking for more like one-on-one private training. The only way that you have access to that ultimate trans, what we call our ultimate transformation challenge program is if you sign up through Facebook, essentially. It's hard for me to sell someone who walks in the door on a 12 week program. It's in their mind. They don't have that kind of commitment in their head, right? People who are looking for our ads, you know, we're writing certain ads, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're drawing a certain emotion out of certain people. Right. So it's hard to just sell someone on that walking through the door. You know, they're looking more for that one-on-one personal training, private partner, whatever it may be. Um, So most of our groups come from that paid paid leads, I guess you could say, or Facebook. Gotcha. Okay. And so like, that's why Facebook is effective for you guys because it's getting people into your main offer. Yes, correct. Okay. But if we're getting like the other side of Mm -hmm. the client acquisition, people are coming in for the one-on-one training, which Mm -hmm. is priced at what? So our one-on-one training is same thing. It's a membership based program. You know, if you're coming in three times a week, it gets down to about, I think 75 per session. 80 and then 85 per session. So it runs anywhere from minimum like 400 something a month, anywhere to $900 a month, roughly. So you're saying three times a week, which is not a requirement in this area. Yeah. Three times a week, 75. If you trickle down to one, it's 85. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And that is roughly in the industry average right now. The return it sounds like your return on Facebook ads is actually higher than 1.5 to one. Uh, if you do tackle it from like yeah. an annual perspective. Um, so that's great. And your conversions are at 90%. Now, how many are currently doing the one-on-one and how many of your clientele are doing like the group stuff? So in our groups, we max out, we do about six groups. Our, we don't have six groups completely filled out yet, but our goal is to have three more in the morning. We have three in the afternoon, four, five, 6 p.m., all with four people each. So that's 12 people. And then the goal is to try to open up one more in the morning where we can do like a seven, eight, nine, and have another 12. So in total, into our, our groups, we could take in roughly 24 people would be our max cutoff. Got it. Okay. So is what you guys are currently doing like this, this framework that you guys have set up within your business, is this what you guys want it to be and now it's so just about scaling whereas that looks like more frequency of classes throughout the week and also more people fulfilling those classes um so we're definitely trying to fill up our classes first and foremost that's kind of our ultimate goal the private and i said the personal training you know that's kind of keep us busy in between as far as scaling you know i don't think we're going to add more classes you know we're, we've, we've tried to add in here and there in the afternoons. Most people, it's just hard for us to get a whole group of four. And then we get one or two people and it's like, time-wise, it doesn't work out for us. And we end up losing, you know, some cash flow or revenue. Um, so for us, we've noticed that people either want to work out, honestly, before work or after work. You know, there's not a lot of people who can get away during the day. Um, those people who can get away during the day are typically going to come in for one-on-one and private training, you know. Um, so... I, I don't think we want to have, honestly, more than those six groups because 24 people already and trying to give still that quality of like nutrition 
exercise, you know, being able to reach out to people and have access to us. I don't think I could do much more than that and give quality service. So that's kind of where I feel comfortable right now. Is nutrition something that you offer in every single service, the physical service that you have? Yeah. So it's kind of just built in, you know, I mean, we know, right. I mean, most of the returns in our fitness and in our health and our weight loss and body composition are going to come through our nutrition and, and food. So initially when our people are in our small group transformations, you know, that before they even come in and do the workouts, we've already, you know, kind of predetermined what they're going to be doing, whether that's using a hand eyeball meal plan, you know, for some people who are very, very new, or, I mean, I have some clients who are like, oh, I've done this for X years. I want to see even better results. And they'll count their macros down to a T. You know, it really depends what level people are starting at, but we have something different to kind of scale towards everybody. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's definitely what it sounds like. So what has to happen um, in your eyes in order to, you know, start expanding into different locations? Uh, I have to bring somebody else on to help me pick up hours because I'm, I mean, I'm working, you know, I'm training 50, 60 hours a week and then trying to run the business is just yeah. not, not viable. Um, so yeah. I think our next, next thing is trying to bring in somebody to help take off some of the, the load for me. So I don't have to do everything completely. Yeah, man. 50 to 60 hours of training. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, okay. That's a huge goal for you to kind of take yourself out so you can focus more on. Exactly. I mean, I love the training. That's why I do it so much. I mean, I got into this because I like training, you know, the business side, unfortunately, I just have to do, and it's, it's a part of the game. Um, but I really enjoy the training. So as much as I do it, I don't feel quite as burnt out yet. I'm sure it'll probably stack up soon, but getting somebody else to help us and kind of take control on some of the groups is definitely where we want to start moving towards. Is it people that you have to rely on for that? Or do you feel like maybe systems that do your job for you from like a business perspective? Because I'm sure you're doing some of the marketing. I'm sure you're doing some of the selling. I'm sure you're doing some of the, you know, cross-selling. I'm sure you're mm -hmm. doing some of the branding. I'm sure there's a lot that a business owner has to do. And, you know, training is, is probably the least, um, the, the least, um, the least return on your time investment that mm -hmm. a business owner of your stature can have. Right. So it's like, is it people or is it systems? Do you think? <laughs> I mean, it's, I'd say it's partially both and both, you know, how we do our programming now for our small groups is, you know, everybody's doing the same workout, you know, you're coming in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and a Friday, Saturday, the programming is, and the structure is the same. So that for us is easy. It's not like we're creating, you know, a single individual workout for every single person in every group. So I think that system definitely helps us save time and money. Um, yeah I, it, other systems as far as like you know our facebook ads we use our pt minder our scheduling software those are all automated you know we do mailchimp and stuff we have some kind of uh email marketing stuff that we do um we use a lot of preset automated stuff but it just takes a little bit of time to still go like set it up initially you know and then once it gets going then it's not too bad but yeah it's kind of getting the systems down and yeah. making sure everything is running smoothly is yeah. a little bit more time time costly let me ask you a question man where did you get a lot of your best practices from and the tools that you utilize because it sounds like you're well documented um so i actually hired a little while back i hired a coach for probably a year and a half two years 
Oh, who's um, Jeff? So Jeff, I don't know if you know Jeff Katz. I have not heard of Jeff. No. So he, I, I mean, I kind of fell into it the same way. Most of my clients fall into our program was Facebook. You know, I was looking for something at the time and I don't know. I think I just needed that structure and someone to tell me what to do, honestly, at that moment. So it was helpful. And, and you know, it's like you say, you know, it's easier to, to learn from someone who's in the industry doing the things that you want rather than try to figure it out all the way through, you know, so. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've picked up some stuff over the years, kind of listening to some things here, you know, listening to some things on YouTube. I mean, I've taken tidbits and just seen what worked and kind of threw everything in the wall and what stick stuck and, and we left that, you know, so. That's kind of where we get a lot of our, our, our input from. Gotcha. Yeah. Sweet. So do you feel like you're, you're, that's an approach that you continuously take as a business owner, as someone who's, you know, cause it's like, I think if there's anything that showed its face in this industry, it's look like not everything is going to remain the same. All yeah, right? for sure. There are, there are things that constantly change, even like Facebook ads, right? Mm -hmm. There's different trends in that area, different messaging that, really uh is effective or not effective based on the times that we're in so it's like are you this business owner who is continuously pursuing information and trying to build their knowledge and and seek you know experts in this industry to learn from or are you more so just like hey i i've got my coaching i'm dialed in let me keep the blinders on and do my thing no so i i definitely know what we would do well but i'm not going to take myself out of other opportunities. You know, I think we found our niche and kind of what we do well within the community and the area, but I'm always open to more things. You know, I, I come home and I'm on YouTube looking up whether it's coaching practices, whether it's, you know, selling scripts. I mean, I'm consistently, I don't, I mean, I am in this all day, every day, honestly, you know, I'm spending a lot of time trying to figure out ways to improve the business and try to make it more efficient and so forth. So, you know, I, I love what I do and I, and I, I really do, this probably consumes me more than, than it should right now, but I also have nothing but time on my hands, you know? So for me, it's like, how do I maximize this right now? Because I'm not going to be this young and, and have this much energy forever, you know? So it's like, I'm trying to get as much as I can set and systemize, like you said now, so I don't have to worry about this hopefully in five, 10 years, you know, I can have a business that hopefully my goal is to step back from and let it continue to try to work and, and kind of build revenue for itself. What are you going to do when you step back from it? Oh, uh, dude, I don't I like traveling, man. I want to, I want to, I want to go travel for like a year for a little bit if I can. Um, and then come back and, and get back into this whole fitness thing. But I, I don't know if I have something else outside. I don't know what I would do outside of health and fitness. Honestly, it's just, I've kind of done it forever, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you would like it to be able to function without you physically being required to be there. Exactly. I mean, I want, I, you know, when I leave for vacation now, unfortunately those I'm not there, I don't get paid. You know what I mean? I do get paid, but it's not like we're burning through sessions. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's the challenging part. And that's why bringing someone else in to help us kind of pick up some hours would be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Got you, man. It's sweet. So look, I've loved the conversation. I feel like the business acumen is just high level, right? Thank you. And it's probably because of who you are as an activated entrepreneur, but also people that you have surrounded yourself with too in the past. For so sure. if you were able to maybe speak to your younger self, I love asking this question to wrap up the show. 
If you were able to speak to your younger self, knowing what you know today, maybe your younger self when you like first started your business or mm -hmm. it was just a thought, what's the number one piece of advice that you would give that younger person? Should have started sooner. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, just seeing the opportunity, you know, and and it took me a while to get there. You know, I was at, a, 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 I was at my last gym I was probably there for five years and I just felt like my worth and value wasn't being seen. And I just waited, you know, I was, I was waiting for an opportunity to get a raise. I was waiting for an opportunity to, I don't know, move into a managerial position, you know? And then at some point I just kind of realized like, dude, I can I think I can probably do this on my own and, and be pretty successful, you know? So I think I would tell myself, honestly, start sooner, fail faster, learn quicker. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. Probably the best advice I've heard on the show, man. That's exactly <laughs> right. That. It's exactly right, man. Like we're all so fucking scared of just moving and yeah. going and like doing because we're scared that it won't work out or we're scared that we're gonna fail. It's like, dude, yeah, you just said it perfect. Like fail faster. Yeah. You know, that's the only way to learn. Yeah, man. Exactly. It's like the Michael Jordan saying, like, dude, I've taken nine thousand shots and I fucking missed you know, probably 95% of it, exactly. but that's also the reason why I've made the 5% sure. shots that were in fucking sure. moments, right? There you go. Up your average. Yeah. I, lo I love it. I love it. Where can our listeners find you online, my friend? Uh, so we're on Instagram under Elite Fitness Hawaii, Facebook Elite Fitness Hawaii, and then we have our website as well, uh, EliteFitnessHawaii.com. Oh yeah. Go check them out, guys. Keppa from Honolulu. He's doing some really good things. Bored and bred there. Um, I'm sure he's an icon on the islands there. Really appreciate you um, coming on to the show and giving us a tiny glimpse into what your business is doing today. Thank you very much. Jim Lord Nation, thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Jim Lord's podcast. If you like what Keppa and I had to say, do not forget, smash that subscribe button below in order to be notified of our next episode. Until then, guys, take care, and we will see you next time. Jim Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free Leave Your Credit Card at Home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business model as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Tony Jones. Tony, how's it going, man? How's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So let's kind of get right into this. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? The name of the facility is uh, Mo City Fitness and Sports, and we're located in Stafford, Texas. Okay. Awesome, man. And so we kind of talked a little bit about this before we got on the air, but um, kind of let the audience know like a little about your gym. Like what is the, what's the square footage of your gym and how long have you been a gym owner? Uh, the square footage of the gym is approximately 25, a little over 25,000 square feet. I've been a gym owner for at least eight years now. Okay. 
Okay. Eight years, but this is a new facility you're in now. Like you guys just moved, right? Yes. We uh, actually relocated um, one year ago, um, October 1st. Okay. All right. Awesome, man. So happy, uh, happy one year anniversary, I guess, a couple days late in your new facility. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So let's kind of, um, all right, so you've been a gym owner for a while, but I'm sure, you, you know, just by the looks of it, you've been in fitness for a long time. So kind of tell me how you got started, man. Yeah, I started, open up a actually, actually, I started personal training in 1996. So I've been training since 1996. Okay. And over the years, you know, you meet a lot of people yep. uh, throughout the years. So you kind of build that, uh, that camaraderie, you build that base. Mm -hmm. So once I had an opportunity to uh, get a gym, I, I just took advantage of the opportunity that was presented before me. Okay. All right. So what, um, so when you first opened your gym, so before that, were you just doing all personal training? Like, was it in a big box facility or someone else like a locally owned or what? It was, uh, it was locally owned and I was doing personal training and also worked for a commercial, uh, gym as well. Okay. All right. So you, gotcha. So you worked for one of the big boxes before too? Yes. Okay. And so I'm curious. So a lot of people, myself included, whenever they start gyms similar to this and they've worked in, you know, a, like a corporate style gym, big box, usually like you operate your gym based off flaws that you saw in that gym. Is that kind of the same thing that you did? Yes. You definitely want to do, uh, now commercial gym have some good things. Yeah. So you want to incorporate the good things, but there are a lot of things that we know that doesn't work. So you kind of try to implement those things into your facility as you yeah. go. Yeah, Absolutely. So kind of give me a rundown. So basically, um, you guys are 25,000 square feet. So, I mean, you got a, a good size facility. I mean, big facility. What uh, what services do you guys offer? And like, what kind of, what's your gym model? Our gym model is that everybody that comes in here is somebody. Um, you're not a number. And we try to uh, focus on um, the individual, give them the needs. That's one of the things that's missing in a commercial gym. Yeah. It can't really personalize anything. They can offer you a great facility, but the people want the attention, especially from uh, from from the women, because that's not their specialty. Yep. So we we um, we definitely specialize in one on one uh, group training. We do boot camps, and our motto is that we're going to have everything under one roof. So here we have a recovery room, which includes cryotherapy chamber. We have the high EMT. We have the uh, lounges. They're called the Hydro Lounge. Yeah, yeah. We have the photobiomodulation bed, and we have masseuse rooms and uh, a kitchen. Okay, yeah, man, that's awesome. So the uh, the cryotherapy, um, did you have that at the old location, or is that something new that you put in here? No, this is this is something new. Well, what is what's everybody what's everybody think of that? How's it been working out for you? I mean, it started out kind of slow because the other cryo centers was uh, ahead of me. Yeah. So what I had to do, I had to go out and relaunch it. But I can see where the pace and the speed of the uh, the usage is uh, definitely increasing now because yeah. a lot of the cryo centers are going out of business. Yeah, that's true. And and that's the thing too. Like, you know, I think a lot of times it, it's kind of weird because, you know, I personally think it's best to have everything under one roof. Same thing that same thing that's you know that you think like a one stop shop. But for whatever reason, for some, like people have always been kind of weird in the past about doing things at their gym. Like maybe they think it's not as good or something, you know, because it's at the gym. But, you know, that's that's not the case. Like, I mean, you guys, I mean, you have a, I mean, cryo. I mean, I would love to have that, you know, at any gym I went to. I mean, we're looking at getting one 
for my gym as well. You know, so I think, like you said, just relaunching it and, you know, marketing that the right way. I mean, I think that's a game changer for you guys. Yeah, it's, it's working out very well. You have to think, if you enter fitness, these are the things you're going to utilize anyway. Yeah. Why not have it under one roof opposed to going to the gym, working out, driving 10 or 15 minutes to go get a cryo session. Yeah. Then uh, earlier or later part of the week, you're driving to go see your masseuse. Yeah. You have to drive 10 or 15 minutes to go get meals. Yeah. Why can't you just do everything in one, under one roof? It only makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And, you know, I can tell, like, you're a quality guy, so, I mean, you're going to make sure everything's top-notch, too. Yeah, pretty much. We try. We do our best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, with with the kitchen, I'm curious, so do you guys do, like, meal prep, or is it just kind of like people can grab stuff there that day, or or is it both? It's both. Um, you, can, you can grab it that day, or you can place orders. Okay, all right. We fulfill both. Yeah, and that makes it a lot easier for people, too. I mean, because we know meal prep is like the number one thing that people don't want to do and they won't do it consistently. Like, you know, like you got to stay on them. So just kind of offering that solution, like there's no excuses, right? I mean, it's there's like no excuses. You can't. That's yeah. our model. No excuses. Yeah. It's like you want it or you don't. And that's one thing I tell people like, you know, there, there's so many people. I'm sure that you see it like this, too. Some people just need some tough love, you know, and I've asked the questions a lot of my clients for like, are you the type of person that wants to actually get results? Or are you the type of person that wants to talk about getting results? Right. Cause there's a big difference there. And that's one of the things we actually use when you come into the gym and inquire, we ask you, do you want results or do you want comfort? Yeah. So if they say they want comfort, then we kind of like defer them to one of the commercial gyms. Yeah. But if you want results, then you chose the right place. Yeah. Because I don't know anybody who wakes up and says, I'm going to go get a membership just to support my local gym. Yeah. You're coming for a reason. So as a professional, it's our job to pull it out of them. Yeah, that's true. And you got you to dig deep on some of these people, right? Like, they're, uh, you know there's pain there, and there's reasons that they want to change, and they might not they might not want to bring that out. I mean, but like you said, it's our job to do that, you know? And, um, yeah, I think you have to – you got to show tough love. You also got to show – you know, some empathy and compassion. It's, it's a fine balance, but you know, and that's, I think that's why that, you know, fitness instructors, gym owners, personal trainers, coaches, I think a lot of times that people undervalue, you know, what we really do, but I mean, there, there's a lot to it. It's more than just, you know, kicking somebody's ass in a workout. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the more I could do that, but with the yeah. proper education and guidance, yeah, our job is to get them to do, what they won't do on their own. Yeah. Because if they can do it on their own, they don't need you. Yeah. And then you're doing yourself a disservice as a trainer when they doing more than you can provide or offer. Yeah, absolutely. And I've said the same thing um, that you just said. Um, well, I mean, I, I said my 10 year old daughter could write up a workout to kill somebody, you know, right. I it, mean, it's pretty easy. Like, you know, all right, well, whatever you want to do, all right, burpees for a half an hour you know, or, or squats for an, I mean, whatever, like you could do something, anybody can do that. So, and that's another thing too. I, I tell people like, you know, and some of your, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't judge a good training session because you're sore the next day or because you can't move like that. That's not the way to judge it. You know, if you're dead yes. walking out, it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. If you can't, if you can't make application, then you're, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice for real. Yeah, 
Yeah, so true. Now, um, so you guys, so all the services you offer. So what do you guys do right now, like to get new people in the door? Uh, majority is word of mouth. We actually, we do TV sometimes, three or four times out the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really big on social media. Yeah. But majority of it comes from social media and word of mouth. Okay. All right. Awesome. Now, are you guys open gym too, or are you just like group training? No, we open gym. Okay. Okay. Cool. The gym so is actually gym. divided up into like four sections. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have eight thousand square feet of just all fitness equipment. Yeah. You have another six thousand square feet of a functional, or you could do group training or functional training. Then we have another uh, fifteen hundred square feet where we have um, a rack, rigs. Then we have another 3,000 square feet that's set up for CrossFit. Okay, and, okay. And then we have a uh, another 1,000 square feet if you just want to do like a bunch of core training. Okay, all right, awesome. So you guys have it set up differently. So uh, whenever you, like whenever you are trying to bring new people into the gym, are you focusing specifically on all those areas or do you just focus on like a gym membership and try to, you know, push them to the other areas? Like what's your strategy there? Well, our strategy is not to even sell them the membership. Okay. We we sell them on the idea of changing because if they want to change, they'll buy the membership. Yeah. Yeah. But if you sell them a membership, they may not want to change. So that's going to be short-lived. That's true. So our our goal is to get them to change how they think and what they do. So yeah. we don't even we don't we don't even talk to them about the membership when they first come in. Mm-hmm. And let us show you what we offer. This is how we can help you. We make it all about them, opposed to I hate when somebody tries to sell me something directly. Yeah. Just show me what you have to offer me and let yeah. me make the decision because I'm here for a reason. I know there's nothing free. Yeah. So just show me what you have to offer me. And then yeah. if I like it, then I'm going to purchase it. So that's the same, that's the same concept that we use here. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's what um that's a good point you make there. Because when people come into a gym, like I've I've had staff that are you know, and, and other gym owners that I've talked to or, or people that I've coached, like business coach before, whatever, they'll be like, well, these people came in the gym, but, you know, they just they just weren't ready to buy. And I'm like, no, that's that's not the case. You didn't show them enough value to make them want to buy. It's like these people got in their car, drove to your facility, got out of their car, walked in the door and wanted to see your place. They were ready to buy something if it if it meant if they thought it was worth it, if it was valuable enough. Right. So don't ever don't ever tell me that somebody wasn't ready to buy because they're ready to buy. You just did a bad job of showing what we had to offer. Yeah, that's a good point. Like we said, you have to show them the value. What can I do for you? This yeah. is what I can offer you. This is what we have done. These are some of the examples you could see. So yeah, you have to show them value. More importantly, show them what you can do for them. Yeah. Make it about them. Yep, that's a good point. Now, do you the people that come in like let's say somebody joins, they, they just want to open gym membership. Do they get like a, a free training session or anything like that? Like as all of that? Yeah. If they're, especially if they're not knowledgeable, we offer them like uh, three days of uh, training or we also, we also are the uh, identified by our shirts. So when we out on the floor, we all have the same shirts on the trainer. And you, if you stuck on anything, always go ask a trainer especially those who are not in a session at that time. So we also offer okay. that as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, people people know they can ask for help, right? Like, yeah. yeah. That's one of the things we push. Always feel free to ask. Yeah, 
Yeah, because I mean, and that that's one thing. I think if people, if that's something that's not made clear, a lot of people don't want to ask, you know, because maybe they're embarrassed, maybe they just don't want to bother someone. So if you make that pretty clear, you know, like, hey, like ask, 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 you know, we'll help you if we're out here. This is how you can find us. It makes a big difference. You know, that's one of the things that commercial gyms don't offer because we were always taught, you know, uh, as going in, you can't talk to the trainer in a session. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's frowned upon, but here we're totally the opposite. There's, there's plenty of trainers. Some one or two are, are not going to be in a session at that time. Mm -hmm. Always feel free. And then also all the trainers here, we, we encourage them to go talk to the members when they're not trained. Yeah. We approach them. Hey, you need help? We, because we want you to be comfortable. We want to give you something that nobody else is going to offer you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Our trainers are really, really good at that. They're really good at building relationships. Yeah, so that so they have good people skills. That's big. That that's really big. That's one of the things that we discuss on our monthly meetings that we have. Hey, everybody comes here, speak, be friendly, and and help them. Yeah. How are you going to grow the business? Everybody yeah. loves help. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And and that's one thing too, like. You know, of course, everybody's in, in a business, to, you know, to make money. But whenever you look at it a different way, if you look at it like how many people can I help, the more people you can help to get what they want, like the more money is going to come your way. I mean, it's just it's a side effect of it. Right. That, that's what happens. Yeah. And that's what we that's what we pride ourselves on. Um, the money is the byproduct of what we do. Yeah. So the more you help, the more money you're going to make. But you're not driven by the money; you're driven by the success. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's that's something that you know we were kind of talking before about uh, people that are just getting into business. And I think in the beginning, that's a hard shift to make because you're thinking, "Oh my God, I got to make all this money because I got to pay my bills." And the thing is, is you know, of course, a business like that's what you want to do. That's why you started a business to make money. But you start a business to help people, like you said. So I think in the beginning, it's a hard shift for people, right? Because they're thinking so much about money. And when you get when you get to that point, clients can they can they can smell it. You know, we call it commission breath. Like they know that you're looking for a sale. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a good that's a good name right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a hard switch in the beginning, you know, because they're thinking about how can I keep the doors open, how can I eat? Yeah, right. you spend more, yeah, you spend more time stressing out than you do about uh, running the business. That's that's so true, man. That, that's a really good point. I was the same way. I was like sitting there thinking like, oh, God, what am I going to do? And then I'm, you know, I've had, you know, people be like, well, coaches are like, well, you need to do something, right? You can't sit here and think about how bad it is or like how worried you are because that's not going to help anything. And no, it won't pay a bill. Well, yeah, so you definitely have to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. You got to work and you got to be productive at work. I think there's a big misconception people, you know, there's a difference in being productive and being busy. Yeah, and you could be, be effective or you can be efficient. So here we, we want to be effective. Yeah. We want to be efficient because efficient to me, you just there, you always there, but there's nothing being produced. Mm -hmm. So we teach effectiveness over efficiency. Yeah. Now, what, um, so you guys do a lot of one-on-one -on -one training. Um, you said you do group training too. So that, so group training, um, small group training too. Is that something? We offer a small group training and we offer uh, boot camps. Okay. All right. So 
whatever your whatever your thing is when it comes to fitness, we have it. Good, good. That's the that's that's what was, that's what I mean when I said, hey, we have everything under one roof. Yeah. You love CrossFit, we got it. If you love one-on-one, we got it. If you like small group, we have it. You want boot camp, we have it. If you just want to come into a gym and work out, we have it. Yeah. If you need recovery, we have it. You hungry, we got it. That's right. Yeah, man, you can pretty much, you can live there. I mean, you yeah, can, you, yeah. yeah. We even have a couple of beds you can lay down in when you, if you fatigue. That's right. Hey, I've slept at the gym before. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that. I got a couch in my office. Oh, we all do. If you're a gym owner, you should. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. the job doesn't stop just because the gym is, is closed. Yeah. Yeah. And th there's been times when I'd, you know, I'd, I'd go out early, you know, go grab a shower. Clients would be like, oh, like, oh man, you're here early. Right. Like there were times like, I'd sneak out of my office so they wouldn't see that I was here all night, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man, I thought, I thought I'd get here early today, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's what, that's what's going to make you successful though. Yep. Those sacrifices. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it's, uh, it's one of those things that everybody does, you know, or, or they should do, you know, at least in the beginning, you know, just a few times. No, it's one of those things that after a while, it takes a toll, right? Because um, I, I see people, you know, I talk to a lot of gym owners daily, and I see people that are, you know, in their business, they've been in their business for a while, they're still not making a lot of money, but they are, you know, they're grinding every day. And it's like, there comes a point where, you know, it's got to pay off for something. You know, I think a lot of times we wear it like as a badge of honor. And it's kind of like, after a while it needs you know you can't you can't keep up that level for the rest of your life it's not sustainable like you have to you got to scale back a little bit and work you know on the business instead of in the business exactly and that's a good point i was going to make as well you, you have to you have to work the business and not work in the business and at some point uh you have to get to the point where your business doesn't need you and in order to do that you have to uh, duplicate yourself over and over and over. Mm -hmm. That's the problem that people have in the gym. They don't duplicate themselves. Or they feel like if you have an ego, yeah, they don't want anyone to be above you. Yeah. Like here, no one is allowed to tell anyone I own the gym. Well, okay. okay. I, I like that. You can't, you can't post my picture saying I'm the owner. Because we here, we here to be successful. We're not trying to be big eyes and little U's. Yeah, we're not doing that. So that's one of the models. When the trainers come in, that's the first. You don't have to introduce me as a gym owner. Don't do that. I want to be treated and respected as if I was a trainer too. So that's one of the things we don't do here. So you can't go on social media and find out who owns the gym. Yeah, You're not gonna see yeah. the pictures. Because that's not what you're here for. Yeah. I like that, man. I like it. So we we I've know. never heard that, but I like it. Yeah, so we don't post anything. Yeah. If you don't know us, you don't know us personally, you can't tell. You won't know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But now when they come once once they come in and they become a member, they're gonna find out because they're gonna they start know. asking questions like who who owns yeah. it? Then yeah. you can't just continue to lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the cool thing, too, is it protects you from, you know, people calling and selling you crap all day, too, yeah. you know, because that's the same thing with me. Like, you know, I had to tell my staff, like, hey, I'm not like we have insurance. We have car processing. You know, if I want something, I'll reach out. But I'm not here. 
Like you can't be pulling me out of sessions or, you know, out of one-on-ones with clients, you know, because somebody's trying to sell me window cleaner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not allowed here. Yeah. Uh, in our training, when you answer the phone, if they say, can I speak to a manager or owner? Their, their response is, you're, I'm speak, you're speaking to a manager now. How can I help you? Yeah. If, if you want to take, take down information, and if I think it's valid, then I'll respond. Right. They would never leave the front desk area to come get me for anyone. Yeah. And I don't do pop-ups. So if you pop up, just want to see me, they're not going to come get me. Yeah. Because I want everybody to respect my time as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm sure you shut that down too, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's part of the training. Yeah. I mean, this is how you answer the phone. This is what they're going to do. This is what they're going to say. And this is how you respond. Yeah. Yeah. I've told them, I'm like, if somebody doesn't have my cell phone number, if they can't text me, then they, they ain't calling me for, at the gym. Exactly. My wife isn't going to call the gym. My mom's not calling the gym. Like nobody's calling the gym for me. And like when Fernando called me, I just happened to be on a, taking a break. Yeah. Giving or giving the front desk a break. And yeah. I asked the phone because if they had answered the phone, I would have never got the call. Yeah. Yeah. It just, hey, someone called you about a podcast. Yeah. And this is their number. I wouldn't even call back. And Fernando's good too. Fernando's good. He can, he can get people to answer and he can get people to talk. So I, I, he actually got, I answered the phone when he called. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, what is this about? And then I told him, okay, the way you're speaking to Tony. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Fernando. Um, and the cool thing too is like so many, so many people have like I've called and, and set podcasts too, but it's like people think it, it's a scam sometimes, right? Like it sounds weird. So I think it's pretty cool that, you know, Fernando was able to, you know, get you on because I mean, you know, this is, you know, this is a good thing for you guys. Yes. You know, and that's one of the things I liked it. I mean, it's, it's good for all the gyms and it's good for our, our audience too, because, you know, we like these high level conversations, you know, because we've kind of just got to switch over the last month. Like, I'm the only one right now that's doing like big box gyms, like interviews like this. Like usually we're doing boutiques, um, you know, your smaller gyms, you know, nothing, nothing against those, but it's cool to see your type of gym too, you know, cause you have a lot more things going on, you know, I mean, especially with that big facility. Yeah. Um, yeah that's one of the things I always think about uh, when you talk about a gym. So we, so you and I are membership based. Yep. But when you take a, when you take a, what we call a, I call them training centers or one-on-one training center or mm -hmm. boutiques. Um, it's a lot easier to manage because they're never there all day. Yeah. They're only there when they have a class or clients. Yeah. So they, they don't have that, they don't have that added burden, but they don't, they would never have the luxury that you and I have once the gym is up and running. I don't have to be here. That's true. That's, that's good because point. you're either going to be a business owner or you're going to be a business worker. Yeah. And if you could tip with being a business worker, then that's fine. Yeah. But I don't know anyone that goes into business and I want to be a business worker forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you're just basically you're you're just employed by your business. And a lot of people are they are terrified of a huge facility. Yeah. First thing coming out of their mind, the, you're thinking about, oh, how much is for the lease? 
oh, what about the lighting and air conditioning bill? All this stuff just start running through your mind. Yeah. So that's why we have so many small gyms because everything is condensed, even in the numbers. Mm-hmm. But you're forgetting the big picture. Yeah. Like, I, I want I want to be wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to make a difference. Yeah. I'm not yeah. in it for greed, but I'm not in it to be a business worker. Yeah. So we got to get those we have to get those people out of that mindset where you want to be a business worker, be an yeah. owner. Yeah, because the more money you make, the more people you can help, yeah. the bigger impact you have. Yes, that's I true. I mean, that, that's, that's such a good point. Now, one thing I, I meant to ask earlier, um, so we talked about like getting out of the business, you know, and, you know, realizing you can't do it all on your own. At uh, what point during the last eight years do you think you, you realized that and when did you make that switch? I, I knew that when I first started. That I okay. didn't. So that's why I worked hard to try to get there as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. I know in the beginning I have to labor more. Right. But as the years go on, my labor should become less and less and less. That's a sign of growth. Yeah. If you could, if you're working more than you did when you first started, there is no growth. And you have to be honest with yourself. Say, am I growing? When you look at your membership, your database, if you start out with 400 members, you can't be at 350 eight years later. Yeah. So these are the things that we have to take into consideration. You in it to grow. You're in it for the growth. Yeah. And you have to look at everything. Okay. What was the size of the gym? What, what kind of equipment did I have when I started? What are the numbers? How many people coming through the doors every day? You have to look at all that because you have to, as an owner, you have to find a way to grow it mm-hmm. by any means necessary. Yeah, for sure. That, that's a good point. So we are, we're running out of time on the podcast. So um, it's kind of flew by on us here, but I'd like to ask people this. So this will be, um, you know, it's funny. We kind of got into growth, but, the last question I always ask is in a year from now, what does growth look like for you? I always look at growth for me in the business. I want to always have five to 10% uh, growth in memberships. Okay. Uh, another five to 10% in all our different areas, such as the recovery, mm-hmm. the recovery room, everything, every entity that we have, I always look for five or 10% increase. So I have, I have over eight entities here. So if I got to at least have five or six where there's growth. So that way, if the two doesn't, it overcompensate for them. Because then overall, I still had growth. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I like um, I like that you're focused on on the five to 10%. You know, um, just just putting that in percentages, you know, it uh, it makes it a lot easier to, to track, I believe. Yeah, you so know? if you have 100 members, then... Their five percent is five more members. Yeah, you should be able to do that. Yeah, yeah you got to think about okay, if twenty of those quit, I got to get twenty five back. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, because that that's, that's a good point. Because I think a lot of people will be like, "Well, I want to add a hundred more members," and it's like, "Cool," but we also need to think about keeping what you have and adding a hundred more members. Just like you said right there, that's yes. a really good point. You got to think about the losses 
and the gains and their gain has to supersede the loss. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you gauge your growth. Yeah. All right. Well, Tony, man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I had a good time. Uh, Definitely good conversation. I I know the audience is going to get a lot of value out of this. So uh, thank you again for coming out, man. Uh, Thanks for having me and uh, good luck on your podcast. Yeah, thank you. And Uh, for our audience out there, if you find value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button. And if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with Emily, Chris, and Mark, the owners of Lifestyle Fitness Studio in Sterling Heights, Michigan. How y'all doing today? Well, thank you. Never a complaint. Never a complaint. (laughs) Bunch, Bunch of smiles. I wish this thing wasn't just audio, but everybody looks happy to be here. Looks like it's a sunny day out there. So, Tell us about lifestyle. For our listeners, what is it that you guys do? How are you changing lives in your neck of the woods? So Lifestyle Fitness Studio is a kickboxing studio where we also do personal training and stretch therapy, um, primarily focused on fitness for our members, all shapes, all sizes, all ages. Uh, We really don't limit it to anybody Um, in particular, but our our whole thing is to find the why behind what someone's mission for health and wellness is and to encourage them in that process. Nice. Very, very well said and concise. You might've practiced that once or twice, huh? (laughs) Well, you got a little idea of what we do. Okay. So how did it come to be? The three of you just sit down having dinner one day or have a good workout together and you're like, you know what? Let's start a gym. So truly it started well, it started before we even got into November. Me and Marv had been working together for a time, um, just doing fitness. I mean, Marv has always been great as it pertains to uh, martial arts and, and kickboxing and things like that. And being able to hone my skills with Marv, uh, I had asked him if he had ever had any interest in taking his his talents elsewhere, if we were talking about LeBron James. Taking I was going to say that. So... Um, <laughs> He seemed perked up. He was excited to, to have the conversation. He was completely open in what he was doing. And um, my background is athletic training. Well, I'm Chris, if no one knew, knows who this voice is. Um, my background is athletic training. So I, I know how the body moves. Um, I was, I've been trained and I've also been in physical therapy for a time enough to understand the ends and outs of moving the body. So having someone literally face to face with me who, who gets 
the movements of the body and who's who's understood that since being able to walk um, and then me myself getting the, the other side of it as it pertains to science, able to mix those two together and that became lifestyle fitness. So um, the, the place we had been working at, the franchising company we had been working at together had, had previously shut down and they had literally gave us within seven to 10 days and we were able to find a new location um, and then put the, our, our elbows together and put them all mats in and the TV screens and the speakers and everything together to get everything rolling, rocking and rolling within 10 days. And November 30th was our, our very first day and we've been rocking ever since. Nice, nice. So you, you seized an opportunity, right? You found that silver lining in the cloud and said, you know what? This is the time. So, so you did it. So the clientele that you have now, Right, you're somewhere around 70-ish active members in your gym. How many of those were people that had previously been in your kind of orbit, your ecosphere before that? And how many are people that you've gotten just since November? I would say it's about two-thirds of our members um, came from the previous fitness facility that Chris and Marv had worked at. Um, mm -hmm. We did do a, a soft open when we when we opened the doors, we wanted to get everybody in so they could see the space it was before anything was set up. Literally mats were not on the floors, walls were not painted, but we wanted to at least show them that we were we were going to take care of them. Um, and we're able to, to pull um, about 35 members from there. And then from there, we have gotten some additional members coming back, but then word of mouth has been huge. Um, and a lot of those people have then brought family members, friends, neighbors, coworkers, um, and so we've, we've really just grown from there. Okay. So it's mostly since you brought them over word of mouth referrals, mm -hmm. you know, people just waving their hands saying, I heard, I heard what you're doing over there. I saw it, you know, social media or whatever it is, my friend tagged me and, and you're still growing that way. Yep, exactly. One of the things that we do is we offer a free trial class. Mm -hmm. um, and with every membership that we get, we give them free trial cards to pass out to their friends and family. And so um, that has been a, a, a great um, source of marketing, very cost effective marketing um, to bring people in the door, because once you get there, you have no idea what to expect. I was intimidated by kickboxing or the idea of kickboxing before I ever tried a class because um, the idea is a little bit foreign when you're used to just going to the gym and using weights. But um, but when people come in, they realize the atmosphere that we have, the fit fam, that the community that we have here is huge. Um, and the fact that we meet them where they're at. And then once they come in, it's most people want to sign up. That's it. It's lights out. Once they come in, they're sold. Got them. So do you have a process that you put people through? They come in for that, that first free trial class. Do you do any type of assessment, any type of consultation, or is it just like, let's get sweaty. That's your guy over there. Have a blast. Hmm. Truly within the first couple of minutes, most people, most first day fighters we ask to come within the first, well, 15 to 10, 10 to 15 minutes before class starts um, mm -hmm. throughout that time we can give them um, quick technique or, or walkthroughs of the the basic moves we will be going through um, in the second portion of our class uh, we let them know that the warm-up is truly uh, most people's workout so <laughs> kind of give them that that mental preparation of we're literally getting getting down to business it's, it's nothing about this that is a game 
but it's truly understanding of where you are so you don't feel like you need to keep up with anybody else. You're not here to, to impress anybody. You're not here to beat anybody out unless you see someone you want to compete against to keep your intensity as high as it is the entire workout. So um, consultations, we are doing more so now, um, but truly if you are, are interested or if, if you had an, an idea of wanting to come in, we, we truly knock things out very at the very beginning of class. So by the end of class, we truly know what you're looking for, what you want to change, what gains or results you want to see by the end of your time with us. Perfect. And you work that right into your referral program right off the bat because they worked out, endorphins are going, they're already ready to take that next class. When, you know, they're asking you when they can come back before they know how sore they're about to be. <laughs> but at that time, while they're on that high, you're like, oh, hey, bring somebody with you next time. Bring a friend. Here's this card. You know, that way they have something tangible that they can give them. So you do have a system that you're implementing right off the bat of taking someone at their, at their first peak and boom, here you go. You liked it. Your friends are probably like you. They're probably going to like it. Right. Right. Come on down. So, so that's right. cool. And, and they're just, they're going to go rant and raving about it and post and, you know, sweaty selfie and all that stuff. So it's good. Having a system, whatever it is, you know, and yours sounds like it's, it's a very solid foundation is always better than having no system. Right. Right. They'll find a lot of times people, they'll say, I get a lot of referrals. And how? Well, you know, we do a good job. And sometimes people send a friend. It's like, if you ask, they'll usually happily do it. If your, if your product is good, right. You want it right. to be something that, that they want to do that. So you guys are, are striking when the iron's hot. So that's, that's a beautiful thing that you, you figured that out right off the bat. Was that something that you had employed previously or you had seen work someplace or why don't you just cook it up and say, let's, let's do this. Mm, I would say truly a great mix of all of the above. Um, I didn't initially work with Marv to very, to begin with, but Marv is somebody who assisted in training me um, in his ideals and his views of what has worked best for him. Um, before this, we've all done some type of sales. We've done some type of marketing at previous jobs. So, Truly um, life experience or experience through truly doing it and acting it out um, and then fine tuning within each other. So once we found out that the that the, the, the business that we were working with before um, we created the before we created lifestyle fitness, once we found out that was closing, we truly sat down between the three of us to hone in what we're great at. And he's the best that we know of as it retains to marketing. Marv is the best we know of as it retains to to fitness, martial arts, and movements of the body. And mine is easy as it pertains to recovery. So those things, like I said, individually, putting them all together is kind of a win-win-win type of situation. Sounds pretty good. That's like having the three best Power Rangers all together. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So you guys are in a facility that's a little bit smaller than what we see on industry average, but you hopped in during COVID. You found an opportunity, something that was available, short notice. You're growing into it. It's about a thousand square feet, right? Correct. So what does your day-to-day -day look like? Let's, let's say a weekday because weekends can be a little strange in this business, but how many people can you have in a class and how many classes a day are you holding right now? We run eight classes a day. 
um, usually four in the morning, four in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And, um, and our class size, because like I said at the beginning, Michigan has been pre-locked down. Um, mm -hmm. Michigan really has been of the, the, the most recent to open back up. And so we have been very COVID conscious. We have set up our studio where we um, have class sizes, no more than eight people in each bag. Um, rather than work doing any sort of partner rounds or people sharing bags, everybody has their own bag, their own gloves and an eight foot square um, that is their space to work out in. Um, just, we wanna meet people where they're at and where they're comfortable. So um, as we as we grow, as the world opens up, as people are more comfortable, um, we will like to add a couple more bags in that space and then potentially adjust how we're operating classes. But right now, that's kind of the, the main focus to make sure that, that people, because health and wellness is so important, especially when people are limited what they can do in the world. Um, we wanna make sure that they have a space that they feel safe to do that, um, but they can continue to to take care of themselves because those physical plays a big role in the mental health. Okay, so even in the space you have with the restrictions that, that Michigan is in and none of us know, you know, if you're listening to this down the road, you know, it's, it's August 30th, we're still in the middle of Delta variant COVID. So mm -hmm. for some reference, we don't know where that's gonna go. So just working with what you have though, you actually do still have a considerable amount of room where you could probably grow the membership before you're really up against a high, yeah. right? Yeah, we do. We do. Do you have, do you have a number on that? You have an idea of what you can do if you couldn't change anything else, your space, COVID restrictions, anything like that. Do you have any idea where you would max out there? Mm, I, would, I would love to say we could at least double just based off the amount of times we do offer. I mean, we're in there, I mean, even today, I was in there as early as 6 a.m. in the morning. So, I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if people are willing to get up and, and sweat before they go to work, which a decent bit of people are, um, mm -hmm. the likelihood of coming back later on in the afternoon is possible, um, but we can hold up more slots and times as well that work best for most families. So it truly, if, if we continue to go the rate that we have been going and we continue to have people fluctuating into into the studio, we could definitely easily double and kind of still be comfortable based off of um, the amount of people that are coming in, the amount of gains and results that people are seeing, and the amount of comfortability that Michigan is allowing us to have at this point in time. Right. So the main, the main thing is really, Marv, by the way. I know I ain't spoken a minute. Main thing is really like filling the classes that we do have available. So like not so much that, oh, we got too many people, but that every class, we got people for every class. So we got a member that that's available for every class that we have. Instead of having 30 people trying to come to the six o'clock AM, we have people for the 6 AM, the seven, the eight, and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, sometimes it is hard to shoehorn people into the classes that work best for you. Right. Uh, but yeah, I do agree that even without really stretching or pushing with the numbers that you gave me and comparing that to some industry averages, I agree with you. I think about, about double of where you are is pretty possible, which is nice to think because you're keeping your overhead low. You're in a facility that may, you're sharing with a martial arts studio. So maybe as you develop 
there's some synergy back and forth between you, maybe some of those people, or if there's kids, they might have parents that, that see what you're doing. So you're in a good space. So you don't necessarily need to be in a hurry to leave that until you feel like you're really maxing it out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the, the perks of being your own boss, we can add classes to our schedule, you know, as we need to. And so we can run a little bit later or a little bit earlier or fill those middle, the middle of the day that doesn't, you know, have a lot of activity right now to, to target a different um, clientele as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was going to actually ask is besides your classes, right? Because, Hey, I mean, if you want to get up at four o'clock in the morning and, and coach a class, there are going to be some people who are interested in that. That's, that's Chris. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, sure, I'm up. Um, but there are other offerings, right. That you'll find as you grow your membership and a percentage of people interested in it, like, and you can do that in your off hours sometimes because those same people who want different things, it's usually higher value services, whether it's a smaller group or one-on-one -on -one training, one-on-two, something like that. So it all feeds into, all right, it's a higher value service because it costs you what it costs you to be there, right? You have to get paid whatever you think the value is. So the same person who might go from whatever your regular rates are to paying double for a small group session or one-on-one -on -one might also be the same type of person who has flexible schedule, right? They might be a business owner. They might work from home. They might be, you know, uh, a mom or dad who puts their kids on the bus at nine o'clock in the morning and then can come, you know, 10 o'clock, do whatever. So are you guys offering much in the way right now of semi-private, you know, one-on-two, one-on-three or one-on-one -on -one training? Yes, we yeah. definitely are um, in the, either in the time slots that we have found that most people do not use mm -hmm. or since we are in as early as 6 a.m. and we can leave as early as maybe 11 a.m., we can move um, or adjust our schedule to make sure that people are able to either come more in the morning um, if one-on-one -on -one classes fit them or are more suitable. And then same thing in the afternoon on days or times that most likely a member is not willing to come or someone is not looking to um, do a, a group class or group workout. We are able to readjust our schedule, which has been great, um, especially as it pertains to my personal training as well as Mars personal training. Um, and if necessary, we, we are willing to open up an extra day just to make sure we get um, most people who aren't able to get in throughout the majority of the week or on a Saturday where Sundays have been a availability. I know for sure for Marvin, I mean, just yesterday, I think he just had five people in from um, 11 yeah. all the way to the afternoon. So, I mean, it, it definitely, it, is, it has been something that we are able to implement into our program or into, implement into our schedule without burning out, which is so much of a plus. Yeah, for sure. Now, Emily, you said that you have a, another full-time job that you're doing right now in addition to working on the gym, right? I do, I do, yep. I'm a full-time executive assistant at a franchise company um, that is not in the same industry, so there's no conflict of interest there, but I'm able to take you know, my skills and, and knowledge there and definitely implement it here with the business, so. Now, how about you, Chris and Marv? Are you guys doing anything else right now or you're just full-time all in, just at Lifestyle as much as it demands? Yep, full-time. Full-time full -time for both of you guys? That's cool. So that definitely, that lends itself to that flexibility that you need. So on the topic of growth and where you do have that, 
room to grow and you have the schedule availability to grow and a team in place besides just the, the three of you uh, with a couple of other coaches that can help also word of mouth and referral are good and they're the best type of customers. They come in, they're happy, they know what they're getting, but it's somewhat unpredictable and inconsistent. So with your path on the way to growth, have you explored any other marketing techniques, advertising, anything like that, that you are doing or want to do to get a more predictable stream of people coming through the door? Yeah, well, your timing of this is great because that has been the conversation for this last week. Um, no, so that's one thing with COVID um, and the restrictions that we had, we had to be really careful on how we marketed because we needed to not grow too fast um, to, to be mindful of those restrictions. But um, now is the time. So we are in the process of building our website um, and getting that really up and running. We do have a a program we use uh, club ready which is a, a fitness program that a lot of people a software that people will use that we have an app for our members to utilize um, and they they use um, class registration things like that but but we need something that's a little more custom tailored to our members and who we are so we do use a lot of facebook and instagram social media there um, but then the advertising the paid advertising and lead generation um, will be beginning here shortly um, and then utilizing our website in a big way as well Perfect. And there, there is a need that comes for that. And having multiple streams is always great. And it's nice that you didn't go out right off the bat and say, you know, I spent $5,000 on a website to try to generate leads before you were at the point where you had a steady influx, you had people. I, right. I've been a, a partner in multiple gyms myself, and I've spent thousands on a website that just looked really pretty, but didn't do anything. Uh, right. But also... You know, I've, I've been a partner in a gym that we grew, you know, up over 150 members before, really within our first month of opening and didn't have a website at all. So right. there's no one right way to do it. So I'm glad that you looked and you said, let's, let's get some business. Let's get some people coming in. Let's take care of this initial surge and then go from there. And then once you delve into that world of paid marketing, where you are, that you're one of the biggest suburbs of Detroit, right? Sterling Heights is like over 100,000 people. It's really big, yeah. So yeah, you, you have a pretty big market. And of course, with that always comes competition. But when you're in fitness and you're doing a unique thing and you're, you have a high level service, there's always enough people, especially in a, in a, a town that big and then the surrounding areas. So you know, realistically, once you get into that paid marketing world, uh, it's nice to be able to, you treat it like a broken slot machine or a broken ATM, I guess. It's like you put a dollar in, $3, $4, $5 comes back as long as you have the right offers to come with it, right? So sometimes that means manipulating things a little to where if you're paying into Facebook or Instagram, it's nice to get money coming in the door within that first or second time you see somebody. But as you craft that offer, man, it's just like, it's a faucet when you want to turn it on. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's cool to see that, that you're about at that stage. So when people come in um, off the street, they do that, they, they come in, they do the consult, they do their free class, they come in. Are you seeing um, any sort of life cycle with it where people will come to you for a certain amount of time and you know they come for three, six, Guess you've been open just about nine months now. Are you tracking how long those people are staying with you yet? 
Mm, no, but I could tell you the trends. We haven't put it in paper, um, mm -hmm. but we are definitely noticing some trends. So we definitely have a base of members who will be there. They are tried and true. They see the value and they are not going anywhere. Um, Michigan, we do have the challenge of it being the Great Lakes state and everybody lives near water or on water and has a boat and all summer long they want to go out and be on their boat and not be at the gym so we have noticed a little bit of a drop um, come those summer days just because people are are busy when they have free time out doing summer activities but um, that does go with the trend here and so um, there are some people that wanted to put their their memberships on hold for the, the couple of summer months um, but I would say that's I would say that's mm, maybe 10% of the people do that. And then, um, and then, but I would say about half of our members, they're there. They want to be there. They, they really don't care. Even if they can only get in one time a week during the summer, they're willing to keep paying for their membership because they see the value and they know that when they do come back, the results are huge. Cause we do really see really big physical results from our members. I mean, even just being in open since November, um, seeing people drop, lots of weight, lots of inches in their waists, um, and just overall mental health as well. Then on top of that as well, um, with the summer month and some, some, some members are, like she said, are on hold and things like that due to vacation and, and injury and things like that. Um, I would say a decent bit of members that have still stayed have readjusted um, based off of, I know for sure from Marv speaking and my speaking of, um, yeah, practice does make perfect. Um, we do need to work hard, but at the same time, rest and recovery and the nutritional aspect of it um, is just as important. So, I mean, you can come in and do seven or eight or nine or 10 classes, but we also have to understand you still need to stretch. You still need to hydrate. You still need to eat the proper foods and get the proper rest to be able to do that same seven or eight or nine, 10 workouts in a week. No, we're not yeah, pushing we, anybody to do that, but <laughs> it is definitely, definitely. We have members who really come in and take classes every day, more than one class a day. And it's a pretty hard workout. So that that is a big part of it too, making sure they get their rest. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, you know, I've, I've heard somebody with the philosophy of you can't overtrain, you can only under recover. And those are the people who, <laughs> who might, who might need to be paying attention to that. But, you know, if you're out there listening, you know, take this as I added you on social media, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it just is what it is. So you have a lot of things in place. You have a good team. You're solid there. You have some room to grow in the facility you're in. You're not COVID proof, but you've figured out, you know, with the spacing, hopefully restrictions don't ever get worse than they are right now. So are you at a point right now where you can see a longer term, one year, two year down the road vision goal for the business? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, you know, you always ask the question at the beginning, like, okay, is this going to be viable? Is this going to be a viable business? We started off strong. Do we have room to grow and do we see it as, as a longstanding thing? And I, I genuinely do believe that. I do. I see there's so much, the foundation and the way that we started was I really feel like we did it the right way. We did not want to get too big too fast. We wanted to 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 meter ourselves um, so that we were not maxing out our own 
our own health so that we're compromising what we can offer to the business. Um, but then also, you know, making sure that what we offer, the products that we offer, the, the amount that we offer them for um, makes sense to keep our doors open. And so um, definitely see that the, the trends are going up and the things that we have learned to continue to implement them um, definitely see a longstanding opportunity for the business. And, and, and truly the way things are going, we've also been able to talk and say, okay, what are some other things that we might be able to add? What other services can we have? We already have gear. We have, you know, things that we're able to offer drinks and things like that, that we offer to our members. But, um, but we've got to, you know, but I, we definitely have that viability going forward. So big picture, are you thinking, you know, we want to be someday in a, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 square foot facility. Emily, maybe you're not at your other job. Do you want to be full-time with the fitness biz? Like what's the, the big audacious goal? Like what's the, you know, what makes you get up out of, out of bed in the morning and say like, I'm going to go grind and, and do 10 PT sessions in class. How, what's, what's the real big driver? Mm -hmm. For me, I know I can speak for obviously myself, but I would say I can speak for the whole team in um, lifestyle with a why. Everybody has a why. Everybody has inspiration or motivation. So to know that um, coming from where we came from or where we're from in Detroit, and we know Detroit is not the most cream of the crop of areas that everybody wants to travel to, um, to know that we are able to put together a program or programs that People seek seek after us, seek after our our verbal, our physical, our mental, emotional, and truly spiritual when it comes down to things um, to be better, to see the motivation in themselves, to to feel that they may not have been able to do a crunch today, or they may not have been able to do a plank yesterday, but tomorrow is a new day. So I can look forward to to bettering myself, to to being pushed by somebody who sees potential that I may not see in myself or I have not seen in myself for a very long time. Um, today, well, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and I know I can kind of get into a rant, but one of our oldest members, he's about, he turned 72. We just turned 72 a couple of days ago. Um, he's down now about 15 pounds. He does personal training, but he started with stretch therapy. He, he was not able to do a jumping jack. He was not able to do um, a calf raise or anything like that. So now he's able to do all of those things as well as see results on his waistline, as well as see striations in his arms. And, and truly, I know it's a made up word, but I call it tonation, which I know I'm going to trademark and put it in the Webster dictionary with my face right by it. Like do it. seeing those differences. So to, to know that um, I may not look at myself as the best person out there or um, a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan, but to somebody else, to another grown up or kid, I am just as important as a guy that they see on, on TV, but they see me on the street or I'm tangible. That's a, that's a feeling that truly money couldn't give us that finances or, or truly having our own studio could not, it does not do justice on the great feeling that I know I feel and I know Emily feels and I know um, from, from just the, the verbal from Marv that he feels the same way. So it's it's a daily grind. It's a daily hustle because at the end of the day, I know I may not be going through the the greatest things, but I can put a smile on somebody's face by believing in them. And that's a it may not pay the bills all times. It may not give me every dollar in the world, but at the same time, it gives me a feeling that money cannot buy. 
Oof. I agree. That's a mic moment. I agree. And even in that sense, yeah, of course, we want to grow the business on a bigger studio, but it's all for that reason to help more people, like to give more people that feeling. And that same feeling Chris get of being that somebody, like I get that same feeling of when, when that person can now do that jumping jack. I get very excited. Like I probably get more excited than them because it's like, <laughs> oh man, you couldn't, you couldn't even do a jumping jack and now you're doing a roundhouse and a sidekick and kickboxing move. Like, to see that change in people personally from a fitness and, and, you know, a mental that's, you know, like Chris said, you cannot buy that feeling. So of course it's growing the business, but it's to duplicate that feeling time and time again. Yeah. Dominic, I would say that's one thing as with both of these guys, as I have um, spent time with them in different capacities, they have hearts that are amazing for our members. Um, and one thing that I think that makes lifestyle stand out, Chris talked about the why, and that's really the heartbeat of what we do. And, um, but we care about our members in a way that you, you know, you say it's a boutique business. It is, um, plus because I mean, they have our cell phone numbers. We check in with them on personal things. And, um, there's, there's that, that, that relationship. So going back to when I said the fit fam, like that is real. We are, um, people come there because they feel like they have family. And so as we grow, as we, um, we impact other people's lives, they start impacting each other's lives as well. So it's a cycle. It's a, you know, it's a whole cycle, but it starts with these guys and how we've set the tone at the studio um, from, the, from the top. And then it, it goes from there. Yeah, I love everything you guys all just said because you have, you have the goal in the heart to reverse engineer it where you know you want to maximize your impact. You know that revenue and profit and membership and growth is the engine that will help you get there, but it's it's not the end goal. You're exactly. One to affect the other. And I'll tell you how much it resonates with me. I named one of my gyms Impact Athletics because that's the biggest thing that we can really do is spread our impact in some way or another, whether it's coaching people, whether it's connecting people, whether it's, you know, seeing something and so on that, that they didn't see in themselves. So that's, that resonates very, very strongly with me. So I'm right there with you guys. So um, you have, you have all these things going, you have this goal to maximize your impact to whatever that, that limit may eventually be, right? You don't, you're early enough in that you don't need to set it Assuming that we're on the other side or on the downside of COVID and there isn't going to be another variant or five more, do you see any other big obstacles in the way that are going to keep you from growing to the point where you're going to feel that you've maximized your impact? Not having enough of us to, <laughs> to, to teach all the, the classes truly would be the biggest thing, but I don't even see, I, I feel like that is a, a great concern to have or a great issue to have when it boils down to the grand scheme of things, truly. Yeah, I was gonna say, we're our, we would be our own worst enemy in that, in that truly. Um, we see the sky's the limit, the passion is there, um, and it's just being smart as we grow because that's, no, there's, you know, there's nothing that can stop us, honestly. Yeah, with the mission that you're on, I agree. The only thing it's gonna take is, is probably some time and, and obviously the hard work that we're all willing to put in. So I think we lost Marv. So uh, <laughs> we are running out about a time. 
So before we do let you go, uh, where can people find you? I know you said you're getting the website built up, but what are your social media handles? If people are in, in Detroit, in Sterling Heights or in the area, or just want to see what you're doing, maybe reach out to you, talk to you about your concept and that. Yeah, absolutely. So for both Facebook and Instagram, we are Lifestyle Fitness Studio, um, but it's L-Y-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E. Don't forget that Y because it's, it's who we are and that's what we do. Um, but so Lifestyle Fitness Studio on both Facebook and Instagram. And we are very active on those. So shoot us a message. Our phone number's on there as well. And like I said, we're building a website. So that will be up soon as well. And that will be LifestyleFitnessStudio.com. Perfect. Perfect. I love that lifestyle with the why. Don't forget the why. So Emily, Chris, Marv, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate the time, Dominic. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having you're, you're very welcome. So to all our listeners out there, this has been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Don't forget to throw us a like, hit that subscribe button, get notified of new episodes. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the description. Fill it out. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. Everyone out there in Gym, Gym Wards Nation, keep changing lives. Keep working hard. Gym Wards out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.